Well, we're here for a, another edition of the podcast uh, that we have not named yet. It's just the podcast. Now and, it's uh, the round table. The round, yeah. t- so round table. That is our <laughs> new name. And so Dr. Manley has so graciously joined us today, and we're just going to kind of bounce some questions off him, and he's going to give us the answer. <laughs> right? Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and that is the podcast for today. <laughs> we have the final answer. And so we... we I've really, I, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just say that if you're not my favorite, I don't know who is. Uh, you know, I've, uh, it doesn't seem possible a kid my age should be have heard of an evangelist for the past thirty years. I can't be old enough. To, and, and I know you've not, you're not old enough to no, be preaching for thirty no. years. But uh, start uh, young. But I can remember very early in my life uh, the impact that Dr. Manley, in all seriousness, has made on me. Uh, you're. I, I appreciate that after all these years, I never feel like your your sermons are stale or from last week. Uh, I, I feel like when you preach, it's God moving through you right then, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that you've continued to grow in your theology, and uh, it, it's easy to get stifled and be at one place, and particularly when you're in a leadership role like you are. And so I want you to know that I appreciate you. Uh, and we, we've, we've enjoyed your sermons and um, really greatly enjoyed them. And we, we were really, I was struck, and I'm just going to ask my first question. You guys can, um, can chime in whenever. And, uh, uh, but you, you talked about Repentance Sunday in the, in the uh, second service. How does repentance work within the confines of the church? When you think of the church, you know, we understand individual repentance. But what is the role of repentance for a, a community, uh, an organization? Well, uh, repentance, if you go back to the basic idea is that we were presenting, <clears throat> is an attitude. So you have this individual who has this consistent attitude of openness, uh, of response to uh, all that God wants. And he's constantly giving the individual new ideas. And we all know it starts with the concept of sin. Uh, his first approach in my life is going to reveal just his very presence is going to reveal this uh, this this every place I don't line up with him and that's going to scream out in my life and I'm going to have to repent over that which is the normal concept that we have of repentance but then the idea that I'm to live in this attitude because he's coming constantly be stretching me and even in the sin realm you get that happening in the individual where I'm Hey, I didn't know that was wrong. Oh, my stars, I'm going to have to quit that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, constantly in my life, which we call growth, yeah. mm-hmm. which, is, which is very positive. Right. And so he reveals something to me, and I haven't backslid. I'm growing, mm-hmm. and I'm responding to that, which is an act of repentance. So if every individual within the body is doing that, oh, oh, think of what the effect that has on the community. Right. Now, there are occasions when we as a community, and I think that was... Uh, we tried to bring that out somewhat with the Pharisees. The Pharisee community or the, the uh, Judistic community or the community of Judaism uh, in Jesus' day was confronted with the message of John the Baptist and said, what you've been doing is okay because God instructed you to offer sacrifice lambs as an example. But now the lamb has come and you as a community need to drop that thing and embrace the lamb. So now some people have reacted when I 
talked about this. They've reacted in terms of, well, you think we just ought to do every new thing that comes along. <laughs> and of course, in, in days gone by, usually they were focused on the idea of music. Right. <laughs> you know, you think we ought to just drop all the old hymns and- Seriously, well, you've heard that? I have heard that. <laughs> and, which, which is not what we're proposing. We're proposing that God is leading us and it doesn't have to do with a new thing to him, it has to do with a new thing to us because we've not maybe encountered it or come there at this point. So the church, man, we've got to embrace where we are and what he wants to do in our lives. And that is revolutionary, that pushes aside tradition, and we can only do that as a body. See, I, I can do that as an individual, but that doesn't change your church. Right, yeah, that's good, that's good. So as a group of believers, we've got to come to grips with that, with those, the reality of those things that need to be done. And uh, I think according to biblical structure, we have to trust uh, the input of our leaders uh, who, who have closer insight to this maybe than the average individual within the body. But we all have to come to a, hey, this is where God is taking us. Uh, and uh, I've kind of rebelled against, and I can just rattle on forever about this, but <laughs> I've been kind of rebelling against the idea that you know, I go over to the big church and learn how they're doing it, and I come back here. This is the yeah, new thing. Right, yeah. But I'm talking about the new thing for us. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Because the new thing for them may not be the new thing for us. That's right. right. And uh, and and then there's also the issue of we've been playing flat wrong. Yeah. yeah. We've we've split. We've we've hurt people. We've yeah. we as a, as a and hey, I wasn't here when that happened, mm -hmm. but I'm a part of the body now. Yeah. Do we as a board? need to repent of what we did to the church that they went over and planted a new church because they couldn't stand us anymore so do we need to go to them and say hey we're sorry and have a cleansing as a church that's good so there's some ideas just just on that idea of repentance and the sin part but also just simply the changing of mind like do you think do you think we are maybe sometimes our language specifically in our holiness tradition has kind of made that more difficult like especially when we use terms like entire sanctification um does that maybe set up this expectation that like i've arrived and so then there's and, and has that maybe hindered um that growth uh, do you have any thoughts on, on that? yes well I, I i agree with your your premise there that yeah the uh every time i use the word in, in teaching the word entire i explain yeah does not mean you've arrived. Yeah, yeah. Because that <laughs> leads that. But then I don't know what word to use right. either. For sure. See, if I could come up with another word, I'd really like to do that. <laughs> I haven't been able yeah. to at this point yeah. or haven't attempted probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we have not arrived and this thing is ongoing and uh, which is the progressive sanctification idea. And I don't know why that's so confusing. It makes total sense in my head yeah. that you have a crisis, but you can't progress in what you don't have. So I've had a crisis but I haven't arrived in the crisis. And the old illustration of the uh, river that's poisonous because the spring that feeds the river is poisonous. You go back, you clean up the, 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 uh, the spring and it's no longer poisonous and it's feeding pure water into the river. We go 10 miles down the river and it's still, it's still poisonous because poison. yeah. it hadn't got there yet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's happening yeah. in my life. I know, uh, uh, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm not without fall and, and even sin that I don't know about. 
not sin that occurs guilt in my life, but things that are wrong that God does not approve of are happening in my life. I just don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when so he tells not... me, I'm repenting, brother, because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want in. For sure. I feel like as you're talking, I just feel like there's this, this pattern, this attitude this of humility. Like, I feel like it stuck out to me so much when you're like, as some of our rules and structure and traditions and things change, it's like that question is, well, did God change his mind or were we wrong? And for us to like really face that question head oh. on takes so much. I mean, like there's nothing that invokes more of a visceral response than if I tell my children that they were wrong. Like, they're, like I mean, they'll come up with every which way, but Sunday that they weren't. And like all the reasons why this is this and this is this. But I think, yeah, as leaders or as Christians, like when we are willing to confront, like, was I wrong? And I don't want to be wrong anymore. Like, I, I don't want to sit here and just keep doubling down on being wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think when I'm hearing you talk, I think our view of God matters and, 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 and how. So, so I think sometimes we get in this ideal that, that God expects culture to respond to him mm-hmm. when our God is a God that responds to culture. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if our God is a God that responds to culture and community as it is, that means that as community and culture changes, God responds in different ways. Uh, you used an illustration um, at Trenton when I had you several years ago. And I, it's always stuck with me. You said God used a burning bush yeah. to speak to Moses. And I think the phrase you used, that is the coolest thing ever. If I was God, I'd use that every time. But he only used it one time. One time. And, uh, One time. and so we, you know, God is ever the same and God is ever in the same in that he is willing to change and be humble to meet people. Yeah. Uh, and that, that affects how yeah. the church should respond yeah. to culture. Oh, yeah. I, I buy that hundred percent. Yeah. That's beautiful. Hmm. You know, what other questions you guys have or anything, Dr. Man, we're not trying to cut you off. No, that's fine. <clears throat> Marla, Josh. Oh, I, so I'm just like, I'm just thinking very practically like this. This idea of repenting and changing of mind, um, I love the not that that it's not always about a bad thing. Like I was doing something wrong, and now I'm now I'm doing the right thing. That's certainly a part of it. But I mean, when you throw out that Jesus <laughs> repented in order to go and do something new, that kind of obliterates that idea of it's always something wrong. I'm just like I'm thinking, what does that look like? Um, just in a very practical sense, we, we talked about like the community, but also like, um, like we're a part of a church, we're a part of a tradition, we're a part of a denomination that has kind of set kind of guardrails, if you will. Like, I guess just practically, what does this look like as we are like, as we are coming to understand something new about God and it's causing us to kind of shift and change how do we i guess navigate that under the umbrella of even a denomination um or a tradition i don't know if that makes sense what i'm um, questioning there yeah let me uh let me try to uh, tackle that if i'm if i'm getting what you're saying uh one thing that i've just been overwhelmed with in my life is that i started out as uh as uh i was not a nazarene uh, I was a Methodist. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was a Methodist. I pastored Methodist churches, went into evangelism, and through a series of events, ended up in the Nazarenes. And they just took me in. And I was like a lost dog looking for a place to go. And I didn't know anybody. And every opportunity was like from the hand of God. And I just reveled in, in what he was doing. 
And God, I, I, I always wanted to be a biblical preacher. See, I, I didn't want to just be a preacher. I wanted to be a biblical preacher was the cry of my heart. So God, I began to get into the scriptures. And uh, I, I got this idea for teen camps, for instance, of uh, being. And I developed a whole series of uh, what, what I called then rap. Now rap isn't rap, so language has all changed. But it was a, it was a discussion. You know, teens have been in... Uh, we kept them up all night so they wouldn't get in trouble. And then you bring them to chapel and say, hey, man, let you handle them. <laughs> so there's, how are you going to engage them? Yeah. So yeah. anyhow, uh, maybe all that's beside the point. But I got into this being concept, being and doing. And, and then I called it being versus doing, which is not, they're not opposites. Yeah. They're, or they are opposites, but they're not, yeah. they're not against each other yeah. because there's always doing. Right. Anyhow, now here I am, what, 50 years later. That concept is still reality, but I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Because that thing is in layers, and I have repented dozens of times, not because I said the wrong thing then, but because what I said then was a surface level of what's been revealed with that concept. Yeah. So the, what we're talking about a lot in, the, in this repentance within the believer and within the structure of the church is depth. See, by this time, the, it's like an onion and you peel it and you, you take off the layers and you go deeper and the deeper you get, the more juice there is and the more you cry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, that, that, that is what's happening. Yeah. So that isn't, oh, that was, hey, God has revealed that that's wrong and I'm done with that. That can happen. I understand sure, that. Sure. But mm -hmm. in the believer's life, from my experience, there's been this, this, oh, what you revealed then, I didn't know this was a part of that. And this was how deep that went. Yeah. And wow, man, that's exciting when you can look at your own life and say, wow, I've been growing, man. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And that doesn't stop. No, right. and that's that's the repentance idea. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't stop in a church, in a community. No. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. And, 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 you know, Parker Palmer talks about the difference between movement and organization. And organization is, is, is necessary for movements to be sustainable. Sustainable. Yeah. And so you need organization, but organization always has to be amenable to movement. Yeah. And Christianity is movement, but organization is necessary. But the organization, the movement should always trump yeah. the organization. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that always happens. Because yeah. yeah. organization tends to take oh, yeah. uh, prevalence over yeah. movement. Yeah. Or to put it like the, the organization should facilitate the movement, right? right. Yeah. Like a, yeah. 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 And you're bringing somebody... Evangelism then is bringing somebody from the outside into that movement mm -hmm. and surrounding them and say, go with us. Right. right. Go with yeah. us in this. Right. And we're dragging them. <laughs> Kicking oh. and screaming. And we're doing that in, in, yeah. in what we're, we're being, involved yeah. in, in the, in the uh, rehabilitation and the recovery aspect. Yeah. We've got uh, 50 to 70 guys uh, coming out of addiction and we've got about 30 of them who are really zeroing in and we're taking these other guys the new guys as they come in we're surrounding them and saying hey we got rules but this is more than rules we want you to get into what is going on in us and we want to pull you into this yeah. so it becomes a safe zone yeah. where we where we help them learn to repent right that's good yeah that's great so um, kind of as you're talking, I feel like a lot of your, um, what you what you were saying last night about this, like the living word and the written word and like how they need to be together and communicating. And um, 
sometimes I feel like that can lend itself to very much like it's just me, me, my Bible, and God, and kind of taking away maybe some of the influence of the community. How do you kind of find the balance between like what, yeah, I'm studying and I'm listening and I'm, I'm communicating with the Holy Spirit, but also that there may be other people who are also doing that, that are speaking into my life or that are revealing or showing me things that I'm not seeing in my life. Um, I don't know, how do you know which voices to trust in that? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, go to the beginning of, of what you were stating. Uh, See, the kingdom concept, biblically, the kingdom concept, there is any doubt in my mind that the kingdom's concept from a biblical view is individual. Uh, the kingdom is within you. So uh, the whole kingdom is here because the kingdom is him. And it's a relational concept of intimacy and oneness. Mm -hmm. So it's so I've, I've tried to reverse my thinking from the kingdom, like uh, the kingdom of England. Right over against the kingdom of God and it's me and him and his word right here. Now, Paul gives the other side of that, which is as, as, a, as a, a concept is as right as, as, as the kingdom concept, but it's just a different view. It's the elephant thing, you know, you've got all of tail, I got all the truth. Mm -hmm. so, so, but it's the body concept, which is found right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that Jesus is the head and you're, you're here and I'm here, and you're, and so forth, and we, and we operate all under the head. So we are, we are, and the focus. Uh, I guess what I want to say is the focus is that the focus is always on the head. See, if you get into I'm focusing uh, on the toe, well, I'm not as valuable. And he goes into that. Mm -hmm. I'm not as. See, you can't focus on anything outside of the head, which is a kingdom concept. In other words, the kingdom is right here. I have an intimate relationship with Jesus and my focus is on him and I'm going after him in the repentance concept. I'm going after him, open to him. And what does he immediately move me into? Well, it's a redemptive heart. He has a redemptive heart. And if I'm gonna know him, I'm gonna be redemptive and reach out to you. But the minute reaching out to you becomes my focus, I begin to talk in terms of we argue over methodology. We see, we divide, we divide. So my focus has to stay in this merger and on him. And then because I have his heart, I go after you. And that becomes the whole flow, uh, which seems to me to be very important. And I think we did that. Maybe this is a little radical, but I think we did that in the holiness movement. We focused on holiness. And the minute we focused on holiness, we were, we got legalistic. Mm -hmm. If we'd have focused on Jesus, we'd end up holy. Right. Mm -hmm. So all, everything else is a byproduct to the intimate relationship with him, evangelism included. Yeah. We focused on personal piety instead of Jesus. Yeah. And he got in, he gets into that in chapter six uh, of the Sermon on the Mount, the middle chapter of the charitable deeds. Mm -hmm. So you focus on prayer and oh, how how pious you are and then you do it on the street corner and you do it to be seen by men and wow and you miss the whole thing so it's a it's a, a horse cart thing it's not that community is not important in these right. things um but but the first priority has to be jesus i think it's bonhoeffer that writes that you can't even love brother or father until you love god first 
Um, but but there's still the, there's got to be that move outside yeah. Yeah. Uh, that to to yeah. other people because that's that's the call of Jesus. I mean, if we're follow, if we're not following Jesus, if Jesus is <laughs> if Jesus, if Jesus is merged with us, we move out into the to 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 our neighbors and to because that is the move of Jesus. Is that a fair way to oh, say it? Oh, it is. It is. It is. And if you're going to be full of Jesus, you're going to go after others because that's his heart. And sure. again, he gets into that in the. Uh, that the the uh, Sermon on the Mount. One of the illustrations in the Sermon on the Mount is eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, which is the fairness thing. See, I, we got to be fair. See, we we got to have equal justice for everybody. And well, that's not fair. And what's the focus on? Focus is on me. And that wasn't fair what they did to me. Jesus said, "Would you forget that?" And when a brother comes to you and wants to rip you off, you should look at that and say. I'm full of Jesus and God has brought that mean, nasty person to me to rip me off so I can give Jesus to him. Hmm. And it's a redemptive opportunity. Right. That's good. And the issue is not they're not being fair to me. The issue is how can I be redemptive to them? Mara, what was your what would you be follow? I didn't mean to interrupt you. What was what? What would how would you follow up with that? Does that answer or you have... Yeah, no, no, I think that does help. I think there, I have questions. I mean, the, the pushback I would have is, I, I think there is a role for the church and the community in not only reading the Bible, uh, but also in being filled with the Spirit. I, I think, I, I don't think, I think God intends the body to be part of that process. Now, now the head of that process is always Christ. Yes. But, but I think that as I see the, the church displayed in, in the New Testament, there is this role of, of the church being part of that, people being filled with the Spirit, people uh, engaging in their Bible. Um, I, I think it's Phyllis Tickle that says, you know, that the, the Reformation said that um, uh, it was sola scripture, but but we now think, or a lot of people now think it's scripture and community, that that, that somehow those things work together. How, how would you address that? I don't think we're saying different things. No. I think it's still the community, yeah. the community, the Christ-led community. Yeah. has a role in that. Is yeah. that fair to say? Yes, yes. But I'm, I I guess, and maybe maybe this is my own bias. I, I don't know. I Maybe this is not biblical. I don't know. But uh, just to throw this out, again, I am... Let me tell you, brother, I'm never going to say anything you're <laughs> not biblical. If, if somebody's wrong here, oh, it's me, on. not you. No. You're, I, so I'll, kind. I'll bet you're so donuts kind. Donuts to dollars on that. No. But the idea of... of the minute we get off of the intimacy and the focus of merger and oneness with him, for instance, uh, here's an individual that needs to be mentored. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to take you on. I'm going to mentor you. Well, the minute I get focused on mentoring him, rather than Jesus, I lead the guy astray. Right. Could, could, it, could it be that language Jesus says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. So as long as we're mentoring with that understanding that Jesus is meant to be in the midst of that, is that okay or is that off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that, and as long as we focus on him, in other words, mentoring for me is almost accidental. Yeah, you can hang around and the next thing I know, you're, wow, you're growing. How about that? Because he's seeing the interaction and the dynamic of what, of the focus of my life. So the mentoring's not you, the mentoring is Jesus yes, through exactly, you. Yes, exactly, exactly. So just inviting them like, all, to come alongside. Yeah, come on in and, okay. and watch how this works. Yeah. And he sees my struggles and my okay. prayer and my repentance sure. and my, and, sure. and he, he begins to imitate that. 
Yeah. Which, which is, is really an interaction with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's a call of, of Christ, right? When when he um, when he when he says, basically, he says, "Watch how I interact with the Father." The, the um, exactly. The, oh, when they say, uh, "Like, show us the, the Father," burden. and he's like, "You've seen yeah, him." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. For sure. <laughs> but it, but in the uh, like, my my burden is light. Um, my yoke, my yoke yeah. is he not? I can't even remember yeah. how it goes. But but he's basically like, take my yoke upon you. Yeah, yeah. Of me. Watch how I interact yeah. with with God. So there's no isolation here. There's no in the cave, monk in the cave. Bill. Right. Yeah. See, this is hey, I'm right in the middle of my community, and I'm going to use every opportunity to just to live Jesus. And my job is not a job. I don't work for money. I go to my job because it's the mission field, and God has sent me here. Yeah. See, it's that whole involvement and that's that's the church operating in the community that's yeah. good yeah that's good so let's because that i mean that that came about from from last especially last night's uh message of, of this idea of the living word and the written word and, and merging those two within me um what is the role then so because i feel like i i can or my temptation then is to kind of take that to the extreme well if i have my bible this is obviously my phone but it's my bible too um if i have my bible and i have the spirit inside of me then that's all i need i'm good but i i think that you would say there's also kind of room or a role for study um consulting outside knowledge people who are way smarter than me so i, I don't know maybe speak to that role like what is the role of study bible study where i'm referencing other i'm i'm um I'm consulting other people who have done this i mean I, like i'm consulting i'm pointing over to the table because there's a table over there um even buying one of your commentaries what what's that role in this kind of merger of living word and written word um yeah what, what's that role <laughs> okay well uh i was a southborn high school and uh, I was up and down, want to be a Christian. Uh, again, we were Methodists, moved every three years. Yeah. So back in there, we didn't have the consolidated school. Mm -hmm. We had the, you know, you go into community, these kids have been raised together. And uh, you're always an outsider. Yeah. You're trying to break in and be in the clique. And they had buddied up in pairs, and I'm always the third. There's always that. Anyhow, I don't need to tell you my problems. So <laughs> I came to a uh, crisis in my sophomore year. I left the church or left the school, put lunch, went over uh, to the church, which was across the street that my dad passed. And I went down into the classroom where nobody would be. And I just said, hey, God, I'm pulling the pin on you. Um, hey, I'm done. Man, I'm either in or out. This either works or doesn't work. You're either real or you aren't. And now's the time. I'm going to go elsewhere. And, uh, of course, out of the corner of the, of the classroom, a lightning bolt struck me right in the chest, burned my shirt, kept the shirt. <laughs> See, we're always looking for that stuff. Yeah. Aren't we? It's true. Yeah. See, that's yeah. been the problem. I've yeah. been looking for that stuff. Right. Yeah. And nothing happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I prayed and nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> I walked out of there the same as I walked in. Yeah. I mean, there was no feeling. There was no awareness. There was no... But God began to do something in my life in the next month. And he done it. He did it in my head as well as my heart. And I, I got a hold of this idea that he, the living person of Jesus, not the idea of Jesus, not the concept of right. Jesus, 
not uh, the theology of Jesus, not the organization of Jesus, the Jesus. The mind, will, and emotion, personhood of Jesus actually had moved through the pores of my skin and had gotten inside my gorgeous body. <laughs> <laughs> and he lived inside of me. Yeah. And that changed everything. Yeah. If I, when I'm aware of him inside of me, man, I have victory. Yeah. When I'm not aware of him, I don't. Yeah. My every failure I had was, whoop, he wasn't involved. Well, if he lives within me, why couldn't he be involved all the time? So prayer isn't getting down on my knees. Prayer is walking down the hall saying, man, I need you, Jesus. See, boy, these are good green beans, aren't they, Lord? You play basketball with Jesus. I, I begin to want to develop a God awareness. We called that, uh, I, I later got a book. I thought I invented this. And then I found a book called Practicing His Presence by Brother Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> found it this monk in the 1600s. Yeah. <laughs> Done this same thing. And I said, whoa. <laughs> this is a God, this is a God thing. Yeah. So this, this involvement. Now, immediately, and I said all that to get to, immediately, that got this book involved. Because if I'm going to practice His Presence within, I begin to call that saturation. I'm going to saturate in His Presence. Okay, all the time being aware, dragging him off the shelf into my life, never have a problem without him, always involved in trying to change my language from I to we. Mm -hmm. I'm going downtown. No, we are we who? Jesus and me, man. We're we're in this. Tried to change my language. Okay. So this then became important. How am I going to practice his presence? How am I going to saturate in his presence? I'm going to saturate in his word. And the saturation of his word was not a study technique. I'm not proposing a study technique or a, a uh, commentary idea. I, I'm proposing, what, what if you, and, and, and the easiest thing to do, of course, was First John. I mean, it's only five chapters. You can read the thing in 20 minutes. Suppose you read this, the, suppose you read First John, five chapters, every single day for a month. Push it two months, make it three months, make it four months. Man, you can see, oh, that's in the right-hand corner, up in the, see, you know what, you begin to memorize. Suppose you took the first paragraph of First John, wrote it down, carried it with you as you're walking down the street, as you're driving, as you're washing your dishes. You're, what does this mean? Yeah, how does that fit sentence fit into this sentence? What is this? Jesus, what were you saying here? And you gave God, you saturated. It wasn't, I sat down for an hour, because I don't have time to do that. But as you're driving to the hospital call, as you're, as you're just, as you're, you just live in it. As you're out running, man, it suddenly dawns, well, that's what he's saying. Wow. Everybody could do that. That's the way you learn football. Sure. See, you don't sit down and take a course on football and learn the details of football. You go out, you, you live football, you put a basketball in your hand, man, and you always have a basketball in your hand. That's how you learn basketball. Oh, what would happen if we did that? We mechanic, a mechanic, a good mechanic. That's the way he does. He lives in the mechanic world. His whole focus is see what would happen if I would saturate in this book, and then it becomes an intimate. It becomes not. It becomes not. Well, the commentary says uh, it becomes. Hey, God spoke to me, and this this is I I see it right there. It so seems that, to me everybody could do that. 
But is I guess is there still a place for like right. those commentaries? Those well, yeah. Once I said, like, I don't know any Greek, and so when you're like, oh, this word is Greek, I'm like, well, okay, but I wouldn't know that unless I no amount of saturation Yeah. But you so understand weird. the 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 difficulty of 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 that of that approach is that I'm hey I'm in in Africa uh, in uh, in uh, Zambia and I, I'm uh, talking to guys who have had at best third grade level mm -hmm. education. They're pastoring churches running 500. Right. And I'm, I'm talking to them about biblical preaching. Yeah. Well, you gotta know Greek or you can't. Right. They don't have a shot. Mm -hmm. So if this is on an educational level, mm -hmm. then, then we're in trouble. Okay. Mm. See, this has to be the, the God who lives within me and what he said here, I don't know Greek, but it doesn't matter. Now, there, there are beautiful tools that you can have. I mean, free tools, online tools, and you can find it. Uh, uh, and, and hey, you want to use everything you can, mm -hmm. obviously, on your level. Mm -hmm. But everybody can saturate. Yeah. Could, it be, could it be that we become, uh, because we have the tools, we become more dependent on the tools than the word? I mean, is that Absolutely. something you think? Absolutely. Um, you know, so, you know, the question with our people is to not find the right tool, but change their obsession. Um, and I and I feel that, brother, in the in the preaching of our pastors and, and 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 preachers, that we have we have become lecturers rather than preachers. Yeah. Because preachers is the dynamic of it burns in my bone, man. Because I was in the book and God just ripped my life apart. And I got to tell you this kind of thing, which is an intimate relationship of the speaking of God through His Word to you. So that's, I mean, the temptation as a pastor. I mean, I, you, you, you want to bring something new, something different. So you want to open it up. It, you know, it's not enough that, hey, this is, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should uh, not perish but have everlasting life. That's not enough. No. I've got to find that truth yeah. in the Greek or, yeah. or the Hebrew that, that no one else can see or I've not, as a pastor, yeah. I've not yeah. done my part. So the pressure's on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the, but then we place the same pressure our people yeah. Yeah. because you know th then then we begin to make you know as we do that sometimes we begin to make the bible um, this mystery book mm -hmm. that you know maybe it's not about the mystery maybe it's about what we're how saturated we are in it yeah um, and back to some of what you were saying uh once hey god spoke to me and revealed this truth to me i'm gonna go to the commentaries and see mm. If anybody else, <laughs> yeah. you know, am I, am I out of my tree or what's happening here? Sure. Yeah. 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 And or the community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's community. why Wesley yeah. gives yeah. The, exactly. right, the, the four things: exactly. you experience, tradition, community, and and exactly. uh, I think that's reason. Sorry, go ahead, uh, I, I think that's a, like kind of my like because it sounds risky <laughs> to be just me and my Bible, yeah. and like without any sort of community or people who've gone before me, like, like if, if I, and I think what you, you just covered there, if I saturate and I come up with something and like nobody over the course of church history has ever thought that I may be a little you crazy. Right. <laughs> and so, so I think that that's kind of what, yeah, what keeps us. But on the other hand, I have discovered uh, ideas uh, that nobody else. Well, the following thing, you sure. won't find that in any commentary. Sure. No. But I'm telling you, after the cross, after the four Gospels, the only place that even indicates following sure. is 
imitate Jesus. Paul said, imitate, it. imitate me as I imitate Jesus. Yeah. But when you get into that, he's not talking about, he's not talking, he's talking about being an example, not, not a following thing. Mm -hmm. But the, the concept of the indwelling, uh, but I, never, I can't find that in any commentary. Mm -hmm. Except yours. <laughs> So, there so I and and it, and it I have had uh, I do have things that I forcibly believe that uh, that I can't find any place. Yeah, but those things pro probably like that's that's also not like that's not unorthodox, no. right? Like you're no. you're not no. you know you're not changing the Apostles' no. Creed no. in that. No. Um, no, but I'm running a lot of good songs, <laughs> which and vision some of them need to be ruined. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and hey, I know what we mean. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Jesus. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not picky. Yeah. Man, but it. But it. Like. But what it does is it. Like it takes it to a new depth, right? Like, yeah. It's an understanding of what we're about. It's a new way of. So we've of scratched off ours. It's all says ordinary people merged with Jesus. Just a merging I, symbol. There we go. And, and I, <laughs> in a lot of our songs, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, uh, we talk about with Jesus or for, oh, I'm living for Jesus. Mm -hmm. See, that grinds me. Yeah. Uh, I'm living in Jesus, not for him. Yeah. See, for him means he's out there and I'm doing the best I can over here kind of concept. See, and I, yeah. I want to, I want to shift that in our thinking. Which I appreciate because I know you said like some of this stuff is radical. It might be different. Like I'm like furiously taking notes, but you know that I'm going to take this and be like, okay, well, this is going to really be informing my next study because I'm like, okay, you tell me I've never seen this before. I'm never going to see this. Well, like you better believe like then I'm going to start looking for it. Not that I want you to be wrong, but just that I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Like, no, no, no. I, I want to be like, am I wrong? But I just think that's interesting. And like just that disclaimer, like, okay, if somebody says something though that you wow, I've out. never heard this before. Sure. Wow, this is a whole different way of it. Like, that there is that encouragement, though, that you want to test that against well, the scriptures. Absolutely. You want to see if this holds up. You I dare see. you to do it. I yeah. dare you to test it. <laughs> <laughs> Gauntlet thrown. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure but, you're but, right. But again, it's just one of those things I've never thought about. Never heard somebody say that yeah, before. Yeah. I just like, and you brought Wesley's quadrilateral. And I, mean, I, I appreciate that in our tradition, we've been given that. Kind of that tool, so so we do we can bounce things off of there, sure. and it's um, sure. yeah. Well, I mean, you've you, you've never you've been part of um, a denomination, you've been part of a church. I mean, you it's not like you're isolated in a silo and and, and building a, a commune in Texas and, and, and the <laughs> Just Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> Drink I mean, the Kool Aid. You're, you're part of something. I mean, and that's that's the difference. I mean, you you can. I, I think we saturate, and it is me and God. To but but you're still amenable, and you still have others that speak into your life, yeah. and you listen to. And them. I got to be accountable. Yeah, you're accountable. I want to be accountable. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I, I guess you know the question I had: What are some tips you'd give our people who want to gauge the Bible more fully? I, I mean, I think you've answered that. Well, I I would like to see every one of them to to, to pick a book, and and. I wouldn't pick the book of Revelation. What can I eat? I would Go start something. Spoil some mom's blood. Oh, and, no. and, and, and write down, write it down on a piece of paper. Write it, write it on a card and carry it with you. And just go over it and over it and over it. Live in it and see what he, just see what he says to you. It's good. It'll, it'll revolutionize your life. And it's not a technique. So we're not proposing a Bible study technique over against another Bible study technique. Well, that's the way you do it. I don't have to do it. We're not, hey, do it any way you want to do it. Because everybody's different. Sure. You know? Yeah.
Are there questions you guys have? I just, this isn't really a question. I just I appreciate, and this is a theme that I've heard from you lots of times. Just this idea, and you, you even said it. We we're t you're talking about the team camp, the being versus doing and whatnot. Um, that's been significant in the way that I've kind of uh, led our teenagers um, because there's been there's just been like conversations that I've had. Um, where there's just this pressure, and I love every like almost every time at the end of the service, you hey, no pressure here, like this is no pressure, um, and I love that because I we've set up this system where there's that pressure mm -hmm. to do and succeed and do this and don't do that, and it's just all this pressure as opposed to just being um, being merged with with Christ, and it's out of that that we respond. Um, so that's been super. I just, that's been super helpful for me. Um, but then also as I, as I lead our teenagers, um, to, I've just, man, there's, I've, I've noticed, I've observed so much pressure and stress and anxiety from their walk with Christ. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not, yeah. that's not they what got a this is about. To this. Yeah, exactly. The, a question was posed to me, like, or not a question, but a statement was like, I can't wait till I get to that level in my walk with Christ. And I'm just like, no, like if this is what we're setting up, then that's not yeah. good. So yeah. just wanted to say, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. No question there for you to respond to. <laughs> how, how, um, I, I'll, I'll ask this for maybe the kids department. How, how do we make our kids love the word more? Mm. Well, the bad answer is you love the word more. Mm. That's, that's right. good. You revel in it. You talk on it. What would you have to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always too put, easy. Again, putting the pressure on us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they catch it. They yeah. catch it. Yeah, they catch it. <laughs> they catch what you love. Yeah. Hey, I, I love football. Why? Well, my dad loves football. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, it just, it's an automatic. It's, it's whatever my family's into. I've been raised in it. So when my oldest was born, he was born between the afternoon sessions and the evening sessions of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so we watched it before he was born. He was born and we watched it after in the hospital room. And so it was the year <clears throat> Arkansas won the national championship. And so when Wyatt was uh, two weeks old, he's sitting on my lap watching a basketball game. And so for some reason, all three of my boys like basketball. I don't know why. I don't know why. Hard to guess. <laughs> on Sunday, because um, it went it went a little longer than our normal time, which is totally fine. But we uh, we decided to play your emoji Bible character game. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, just looking yes, for stuff to do, yeah. and we got some quizzers in there because yeah. they're like sitting there. Right. And Lenina was like, "How are they getting these so fast?" But <laughs> I'm like, when I look at what some of our kids do, I mean, like they've got their action Bible, they've got this Bible. Like, like my son will take his Bible out in the backyard to talk with about to his neighbors because they all have like the same Bible and they'll just sit there and I'm like, this is like my dream. But like, I didn't like manufacture or like yeah. manipulate any of this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So my yeah. neighbors are looking at me like, what are you doing? I was like, I, I, I don't, God's doing something. Cause I've, I've, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be passed in this church before we start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. But I think there is something to that idea of like yeah. just that, that immersing them in yeah. it, and sure. that it's just it's sure. part of sure. it's part of every day. It's part yeah. of my life, but it's also yeah. that I want to feed yeah. that in them. It's good. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, um, good conversation. We really well, appreciate you. Oh, yeah. with us. Absolutely. What a privilege. Yeah. Thank you. And, appreciate uh, it. This will go viral, yeah. and so you know, 
You'll be more famous. Wait, do we have it on? <laughs> I failed to record. Yeah, well, it's on record. I've been watching my icon right here for the audio this whole time. Okay. I could give you a chance to repent before we leave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you folks um, later. Yep. Bye. Thanks.